This is episode 26 of the Postcast. My name is Sean Fairholm, and I'm here with Cassie Stein, who is live up at the Porter Cup in her backyard up in New York. Cassie, how has everything gone so far this week? Everything is great. You know, it's a really good field. Um, there's 72 players in it. Um, there's some big names in it. Gavin Hall, he just graduated from the University of Texas. We have Scott Harvey. He's a past U.S. mid-amateur champion, and he, they're both trying to vie for a spot on the Walker Cup team. Um, Alejandro Tosti leads our international field, which is really fun. He's at the University of Florida. And um, our defending champion is back, too, Harrison Endicott. So he's from Australia, and we're really excited to have him back. So it's it's been a good week. It's going to be a good week, and you can catch all the coverage in the post on Monday morning. Yeah, a great list of winners, the Porter Cup, over the years. It's been a really, uh, really impressive list. So it's it's no wonder that people will, uh, will show up in, uh, in droves to uh, to compete and try to win it. So very, very cool. And of course, it's uh, it's also Open Championship Week. And we uh, we have coverage all week long on globalgolfpost.com. Check it out. We have Ron Green Jr. and Louine Mayer. They will uh, keep you updated and everything that's going on there. But we're going to bring on a special guest today. And I am super pumped for this. Garrett Rank, an NHL referee and amateur golfer who is competing this week at the Porter Cup, is going to join us. Garrett is the real deal in both respects. Obviously, to be an NHL referee, you have to be really quite amazing in, in that regard. But he also, as a golfer, made the cut in the Canadian Open last year. Uh, he played well in a couple of U.S. amateurs, 2014, 2015, just qualified for the U.S. amateur this year. He's won a couple of Canadian mid-ams. And uh, he's, as I mentioned earlier, is playing in the, the Porter Cup this week. So so he'll uh, sit down with Cassie and I and chat for a few minutes. We're definitely looking forward to that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, uh, you know, it's his first full season on the um, in the NHL as a full-time referee. So we'll get to hear more about his stories. And we'll see uh, if anyone has intimidated him out on uh, <laughs> the, the ice about his golf game. So that'll be uh, interesting to hear about. Can we uh, get him to, you know, make a few nice calls for uh, for our teams next year? Is I, that, that's possible? It's really funny because every time he refs for the Sabres, I'm like, okay, so just like put the red light on for a goal for me. <laughs> He's like, yes, that's not how it works. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Garrett. <laughs> Maybe when he comes down to Florida next time, I'll uh, play golf with him and try to sway his, uh, his yeah. opinion on uh, a few calls for for uh, smooth, smooth talk of a bit. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but before we jump into that conversation, let's talk about a couple of uh, storylines this week at the Open Championship. Um, maybe the the main one, Cassie, is uh, we've had this string of seven consecutive first time winners. Uh, obviously, Brooks Kepka, the last major winner at the U.S. Open, and this uh, string kind of dates all the way back to Jason Day winning at Whistling Straits in the 2015 PGA. It's been a lot of guys who have come up and uh, a lot of these guys have been people who, you know, we've been expecting to win majors and they've fulfilled that uh, that destiny is Sergio Garcia winning, for example. Anybody this week that kind of stands out to you who can uh, keep that streak going and make it eight in a row? You know, it really could have been a lot of players at the U.S. Open too. Ricky Fowler was up mm-hmm. there, Tommy Fleetwood. So, and and those are all names we expect to still win their first major championship. But um, later on in the show, when we do our bingo, bango, bongo, um, you're gonna see that I pick uh, John Rom. I'm gonna pick John Rom to uh, win. Alert. And yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, but I, I think I think he can, I think his name is probably one of the t- if not at the top of the list, um, one of the ones at the top of the list that can get it done this week. And we saw what he did at the um, was it the uh, Scottish Open just a right uh, yeah, few Irish weeks Open. ago? 
Irish Open, excuse me, that uh, the Scottish was this past weekend, the Irish Open. And, um, you know, I, I think he has a really good chance to do it if he just keeps, a, you know, a level head and um, things like that. I know this is where we haven't seen him play the most. You know, he's um, he, he's new to the PGA Tour. He's literally just been on the PGA Tour for a year. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he plays. Um, he struggled a bit at the U.S. Open. Obviously, he missed the cut. But um, it'll be interesting. I, 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 I think he can do it, though. I really do. Oh, totally agree. Yeah, he's got to be one of the few uh, few guys in that that top uh, top of the list in terms of uh, in terms of breaking through for their first major. Ricky Fowler, another guy who you know obviously has played so well, eleventh at the Masters and, and tied for fifth at the uh, U.S. Open, and has been knocking on the door for so long. Was was T two back in twenty fourteen at the Open Championship. So a uh, couple couple of guys to definitely look at uh, look at for uh, Alex Noren, another guy who. We all seem to kind of sleep on who's who's a really top player and uh, Hideki Matsuyama, but he he finished uh, tied for second at the U.S. Open very quietly, and uh, and also was uh, was you know a, a pretty solid performer at the Masters too. So um, a lot of guys who could who could definitely make that eight in a row. I think. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a fun week. I th- I think it's going to be a great. It's going to be a great championship. It's going to be a great setup, and um, I'm just hoping for a fun a fun fun week out there. Yeah, and also with the Open Championship, you never know with the draw. Sometimes you have mm. great players. They go out, they get the bad end of the weather, and then they're done. So uh, Jordan Spieth was talking about that during his press conference today. Always interesting. The Open is a, a fun tournament, and you get to wake up, and there's there's golf on. So what's better than and that? I, and I feel like it's on all day long, which it, is incredible. It feels like it. And then they play yeah. it after it's over, the live right. coverage. So, so it's So if awesome. you miss it... Yeah, so if you miss it, you can rewatch it, and I probably will when I'm not at the Porter Cup. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, don't work on the job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's bring on Garrett Rank and uh, get into a little bit about his career as an NHL ref and, and an elite amateur golfer. All right, right now we're going to welcome on Garrett Rank to the podcast. Uh, many of you may know him. Many of you may not. He's a mid-amateur golfer, but he is also an NHL referee. Garrett, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Anytime. And congrats on uh, qualifying for the U.S. Amateur. That's pretty cool. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I got uh, really hot yesterday, played a really good round of golf in the afternoon, and excited to play at Riviera. Cool. And now you're up here at Niagara Falls Country Club um, for the Porter Cup. It's a big amateur tournament up here, hosted every year. It's its 59th annual year. Let's jump right into that. Um, can you just describe your excitement for the week about the Porter Cup and having a chance to not play um, play so far from home? Yeah, it's my sixth, seventh time playing. Uh, it's pretty much a home game for me. There's a lot of history here. A few Canadians have won it in the past. Draws a huge, uh, well-rounded amateur field in the summer. And um, just a great test to kind of see where your game's at heading into the, the kind of meat and potatoes of our summer schedule. Garrett, I know you get the question a lot, but I wanted to get into the similarities between uh, refing a hockey game and, and playing a round of golf. Why is there such a, such a strong connection between these two sports? I think the golf swing and kind of the, the hockey slap shot is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the time frame at, uh, in terms of hockey being a kind of a winter sport and, and golf being uh, you know summer and just the camaraderie between hockey players and, and golfers, it's kind of they're both very, you know, casual sports where there's a lot of camaraderie between the participants. And um, for me personally, with uh, the golf and the hockey, um, I think it does or it allows me to do a good job of dealing with, you know, the anxiety or the pressures of being in high 
high intense situations with, uh, you know, making a call or, or being under the gun and having to hit a good shot. Now this is a clean family show, but, um, have there any been any golf comments made to you while out on the ice during a game? Yeah, early on in my career, one of the one of the guys asked the linesman who the new referee was, and um, you know his best response was, "Oh, he's a pretty good golfer. He's played a couple <laughs> high high level events." And he piped back with, "Well, tell him to work on his putting because he's not very good at this." <laughs> so, uh, and then and then I've got to know a few of the guys over uh, over my career, and uh, you know first class first class people and they usually check in and see how my golf game is or you know invite me out to play or you know kind of tell me that they're they're coming for me this summer so it's uh, it's, it's good fun on the ice for sure very cool so um obviously there's an off season you know in the summers that really help with the hockey and that way you can play golf but um is it easy to practice during the during uh, practice your golf during the NHL season is it tough to balance the two? I wouldn't really call it easy but I do find time uh whenever I get to a warmer climate like a Florida or a Arizona sometimes California I'll try and get out and play. Tough to lug the clubs around the airports and between the hotels and the different cities but um you know I'd be lying if I said I didn't work on my golf game in the winter. <laughs> Garrett, can you take us back to that moment when you found out that you're going to be a full-time NHL ref last year? Because that was kind of a whirlwind week with making the cut of the Canadian Open and, and everything that kind of happened in a short period of time there. Yeah, crazy week. Um, dream come true, making the weekend and, and making the cut on the PGA Tour. And um, found out early in the week that I had a meeting at the NHL office. Um, didn't know what it was for, obviously, made the assumption assumption that I was getting hired full time. They probably wouldn't really call me in to tell me any other news, but uh, busy, busy week with uh, finishing uh, the Canadian open on Sunday and having my USAM qualifier in Pittsburgh on Monday and then driving back to Toronto on Tuesday for the meeting. And then the Porter cup started on the Wednesday. So um, long, long couple of days, but everything was worth it. Uh, worked so hard to, to try and become an, a referee or get to the highest level and um, super thrilled with with getting the full-time position and obviously, you know, dream week with making the cut on the PGA Tour. But they didn't really tell you right away, right? They kind of sold it to you like you uh, you may want to take uh, golf as your sole, uh, sole profession. Yeah, a <laughs> funny story. I was, I was fired for 15 minutes and uh, <laughs> I came in and and they're like, you know what, Garrett, we've given you, uh, we've given you a huge opportunity and, um, you know, we liked your potential and, and kind of wanted to see where your head was at with, with the sports. And, um, they're like, we think you've concentrated a little bit too much on golf. And he's <laughs> like, and they're saying that I had a lot of success right, right now and I should probably roll with it. And, um, they even went as far as, you know, telling, telling me, you know, they, that I'd be in contact with the PR people because it was out that I'd been hired full time <laughs> and that, you know, we managed the situation as best as possible. So uh, quite honestly, I went from from the first five minutes like, yeah, OK, whatever, guys, like I've 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 been doing really well. I've worked the AHL finals the last two years, like cut the crap, really, like, <laughs> let's get to it. And 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 then to a point where I actually in my mind was like, Oh, my God, I'm, I'm fired. Like, I really <laughs> did lose my job for playing too much golf. But uh, I think they saw it in my face. And eventually, we're like, Okay, like, we're gonna crush this kid's world. So we'll probably tell the truth now. Oh, that, that's so sad. <laughs> um, 
So speaking of the NHL, are there have there been any players that you've been starstruck by when you first saw, saw them? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the the Sidney Crosby's, the Connor McDavid's, the Eric Carlson's, the, you know, Brent Burns, the the great players. Um, you know, not I wouldn't really call it starstruck, but just to a point where, you know, you're out there with a job to do and, um, you know, you're really kind of in control of the game that they're playing. And um, a lot of the, not a lot of the time, but some of the time I find myself like not being a fan, but just watching the game and then kind of remembering like, oh, like you, you're supposed to call that, like you're the referee, like that's your job to call penalty there, yeah, yeah. as opposed to like, like, oh, that was awesome. I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> that was um, sick. But, you know, then I got to, got to actually, you know, take a second, like, oh, that's your job to blow the whistle here. Yeah. Like nice, nice save, Carey Price, but now I have to blow the whistle. So, um, yeah, those, those are kind of the moments that I've got the greatest job in the world. I'm really lucky. Super cool job. Um, the envy of a lot of people being able to be a referee in the NHL and and play golf uh, to the level that I play sometimes, and I'm just very thankful for that. Yeah, I, at least Sean and I, these two hockey fans, were pretty jealous of what you do for oh, sure. Definitely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> going back to the Canadian Open, you got to play with Jared Dutois, who's another up and comer in the Canadian amateur ranks. He just turned pro, actually playing on uh, the PGA Tour Canada Mackenzie Tour, and you guys uh, had some magic going. You chipped in on 18. What are your, you know, when you when you represent Canada like that, what are your feelings when you get to do that on a national stage on the PGA Tour? You know, even if you go overseas to play. Really cool. Always, always awesome to you know represent your country where where the Canada flag on your hat or your sleeve. And we both played extremely well for the first two days, and he carried it on the weekend. It was in the final group on Sunday, and just the support we had from the Canadians and. No, you know, a Canadian hasn't won the tournament in a very long time, and and they're they're really pushing for that. And we got a lot of up and coming Canadian players who are, you know, having success on the PGA Tour right now. So I don't think it's very far down the road when we'll have uh, a couple more Canadians, you know, contending for that Canadian Open. But just huge honor and 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 a privilege, and and really need to represent your country. It's been a string of the past few years. We've had Graham Dillette and David Hearn and Jared Dutois all kind of in the mix heading into Sunday. And the fans seem to really rally around, you know, having a Canadian try to win it. Yeah, lots of lots of fan support. Um, being, I'm playing next week uh, in the event and it'd be cool for, for me to be in that position. Um, obviously, you know, Canadian sports and the Canadians are kind of like crazy in, <laughs> for sports. And uh, yeah, just... So cool, like honestly, so cool. Just to even, you know, for me on Sunday, I think I was in like 75th position, but even walking down the 18th ferry with all those people there, um, just with the the applause and the appreciation, it was it was one of the coolest moments of my life for sure. And then now they're doing the whole NHL rank type of thing on one of their par threes. Is that going to like take you back a little bit to the <laughs> NHL games? Yeah, I was thinking that I could maybe throw my jersey on and I but <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty and, cool and hit the shot. But I, I I don't know if they'd start the ref you suck chant or if they'd start <laughs> booing or or what would happen. Yeah. So. Uh, maybe we'll just save that for later yeah, on. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe a good idea. <laughs> no no hip checks, right? We'll, we'll keep it clean inside yeah, the ring. Yeah, try and keep, keep the clubs uh, on the ground, I guess. <laughs> no high sticking there. No high there. sticking, yeah. <laughs> Garrett, before we let you go, I wanted to get into a little bit of some of the adversity that, that you've faced throughout your life. I find it incredibly impressive how you know, you've been able to battle from uh, testicular cancer and, and losing your father and all that you've accomplished in the past few years. 
when you're refing a game or you're you're playing golf, what goes through your your mind about the things that you've had to overcome in your life? As a young kid at 21 years old, I didn't really expect to be diagnosed with cancer. Um, I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. Um, but at the same time, I think it was a bit of a blessing in disguise for me. It uh, showed me the importance of, um, you know, the real importance of a bad golf shot or of a, a missed call on the ice. Um, there's more important things to life than, than golf and hockey. Family is really important. Health is really important. And for me to kind of get that lesson at a young age was, uh, you know, kind of a blessing in disguise. Uh, with my father passing away, um, you know, very suddenly I was I was out refereeing a hockey tournament in uh, eastern Canada and uh, found out my father had passed away and worked the gold medal game in his memory the next day. Um, I couldn't get a flight home and um, my family and I decided that I think that we thought that the best thing for me and to honor my father and in his memory was to work the game and that was just, you know, really neat. The only, the thing I regret about you know, losing my father the most is him not being able to experience that first NHL game or that first PGA Tour event. Um, you know, my dad was, I'm very grateful. My dad never was really hard on me, never pushed me, pushed me in the right ways, but it wasn't all about sports. It wasn't all about results. He was just a good human being and wanted the best for his son. And, um, obviously he's looking down and, and, and watching those events, but it, you know, on a selfish level, it would have been neat for him to, you know, come and come to an NHL game and see his son work because he was a former referee or, you know, just watch me play in a PGA career event because, you know, your parents sacrifice a lot and um, you should be grateful for like the things your parents do to you. I always joke like at the time you're like, yeah, dad, whatever, come on. But then like, you know, two weeks down the road, you're like, oh, dad was right. I should have probably listened to him. So, <laughs> they always are. Um, yeah. Yeah. I miss my dad, but uh, both my parents, very influential in my life and I'm very grateful for the sacrifices they have made. Well, that was very well put, and I think we can all appreciate that. So, Garrett, thank you so much for joining us this week, and uh, good luck in the Porter Cup. Appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime. And thank you so much to Garrett Rank for uh, sharing some of those awesome stories. I love the note about uh, Carey Price making a kick save, then he has to <laughs> regroup and then remember he has to blow the whistle. I think I'd be in the same boat as him. <laughs> yeah, right. How about the guys chirping about his golf game like yeah. I mentioned before? I think that's so funny. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Well, we're going to get right into the schedule for this week. And obviously, the uh, the main thing going on this week is the Open Championship at Royal Birkdale in, in Southport. Home of uh, Cassie's favorite golfer, Tommy Fleetwood. Home game for, for him this week. Have to like Tommy this week, right? Mm, just wait till bingo, bingo, bongo. Uh-oh. 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 I, I didn't want to yeah. say anything. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I've been, spo- I've been spo- spoiling alert all day, so might as well just keep going, right? So many spoilers. So many spoilers. <laughs> we, we have a, a few pretty prominent groups. Some good threesomes in the first couple of rounds for the Open. Henrik Stenson, defending champion. With Siwoo Kim, Players Champion, and Jordan Spieth, who's won a couple of times this year. Uh, Kepka, the U.S. Open Champion, playing with Fleetwood and playing with Matsuyama. All three of those guys were tremendous at the U.S. Open at Aaron Hills. And we have Rory, who's playing with DJ, and they are playing with Charles Schwartzel, who uh, could be kind of a, a sleeper pick. Absolutely. And the PGA Tour, there's still an event going on. It's the Barbasol Championship at Grand Nationals Lake. Uh, Grand National, and it's the Lakes course 
um, on the on uh, the Robert Trent Jones Trail. Um, Scott Piercy was last year's champion, but will not be back to defend since he is um, eligible for the major championship or a World Golf Championship contested the same week as an additional event. So he is he and he cannot compete in the latter. So um, he will not be back to defend his title this year. Yeah, so we'll no, get a new champ. We'll get a new champion. Yeah, definitely. Nobody could really figure that out. He pulled out of the Open Championship, and uh, we do not know the uh, the reason for that at the moment. So he qualified yeah. for the Open and uh, did not did not uh, want to play for whatever reason. Maybe a personal issue going on, or wh- whatever it may be. But uh, wish the wish the best for him. The LPGA Tour is the Marathon Classic in Ohio at a Highland Meadows Golf Club. And Lydia Co. Lydia Co. is the uh, defending champion there. They always get a uh, a pretty strong field, even though it's the the week after the U.S. Open. Um, and it's the Web.com tour. It's at the Pinnacle Bank Championship at the club at Indian Creek in Omaha, Nebraska. This is a brand new event on the tour, so we will also get a new champion there as well. And then um, the amateur schedule. So that was the pro schedule. The amateur schedule, as I mentioned, I'm at the Porter Cup this week. That's at Niagara Falls Country Club in Lewiston, New York. And then the Southern Amateur Amateur is also taking place at the Country Club of North Carolina in Pinehurst, North Carolina. So both uh, Amateur Championships are 72 holes of uh, stroke play competition. Now the Porter Cup has no cut here, and the Southern Amateur has a cut after 36 holes and 54 holes. It's a big field. I want to say there's like 170-some players in it, which is crazy, but awesome at the same time. A lot of players get to play. So I'm covering the Porter Cup. Our Steve Eubanks will cover the Southern Amateur Look for columns and gamers um, in the post on Monday morning. Definitely. And also look out for the U.S. Junior Amateur, which is uh, in, in progress at the moment. And uh, Pacific Coast Amateur, another another event also going on that will finish up on Friday. So we got a, we got a full full plate this week. It is a full plate, but it's, yeah. a, it's a fun week. Absolutely. It's fun Great week. week. All right, Sean, let's jump right into Bingo Bango Bongo. Who you got winning the Open this week? I'm going with Sergio this week. Um, I think I, I kind of led on to this. A little bit, uh, a few shows ago, I was mm-hmm. I've, I've been on Sergio's uh, bandwagon this year. Um, three top six finishes in a row at the Open Championship. He's really played well after winning the Masters, and uh, I'm gonna stick with this pick and uh, hopefully he plays well. Who do you got? Wow, wow, the year of Sergio. You really are going with I'm, it. I, I'm I going like with it. it. He's about to get married. He's I, I think yeah. Sergio's gonna gonna pull it off. All right. I like it. Um, I mentioned earlier, John Rahm. I'm going with him. He left the field um, in Ireland. He's going to win majors. It's just a matter of when, and I think it's going to be this week. Um, he debuted last year in the Open. He placed T59. I- I'm just I'm just ready for him to win. I want him to win a major, and then I want him to be successful for a long time. I think he's a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. Yeah, can't argue with that. Yeah, already uh, eighth in the world. I think for the first time ever, we have three Spaniards in the top 20 in the world after uh, Rafa won last week. So Yeah, that's really cool. cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. Very nice. Sweet. Um, all right, my sleeper pick, I'm going with my boy Tommy Fleetwood. I don't know if he's a nice. sleeper anymore, but I <laughs> but I still feel like he is. I don't know. People people start giving him enough credit, I feel. Um, he has to win at some point, right? And why not do it in his backyard? And since his uh, when he was at, when since the U.S. Open, he's gone fourth, fifth, a win in T10. So um, that's pretty good. He leads the race to to, to Dubai standings, and um, I, I'm ready for him to win too. But between John Rahm and Tommy Fleetwood, I just I don't know who I want to win first. So I'm just <laughs> going to pick them both. <laughs> he needs a haircut, though. He needs a he needs mm. a he needs a haircut. 
doesn't bother me. He can have it long. He can have it short. Man bun. Whatever he wants to do, I'm in. Oh, man bun. That'd be a new look. I'm, <laughs> that could be the new trend. <laughs> I'm gonna Maybe. go with I'm gonna go with uh, Charles Schwartzel as my sleeper okay. pick. He uh, finished third in the Masters T2 with the FedEx St. Jude. He'll be playing with Rory and DJ. All the attention is going to be on them during the first two rounds. But I'm I'm guessing he just goes about his business and then he uh, is going to win that group for the first two days. I think both Rory and DJ struggle and Charles Schwartz will play as well. Yeah, he, he could fly under the radar real easily in that group, can he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, who do you got missing the cut? Because I have an interesting pick, but I want you to go first. Okay, I'm, I'm actually going to take two people here, so I'm going to double dip. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to take Stenson and Rory, both to uh, both miss the cut. Uh, okay. Listening to Henrik after the Scottish Open, he just kind of didn't really seem like he believed in his game at the moment. Uh, he struggled coming into the uh, coming into the Open Championship and uh, has missed the cut in the first two majors of the year, Masters and U.S. Open, and um, we talk about it a lot. Defending champions have a lot of responsibilities. He's been doing a lot of media stuff this week and uh, maybe just a little bit of a, uh, of a letdown once again this week at the Open Championship. And also Rory has missed the cut at the Irish Open and Scottish Open. We don't really know where he's at. So, you know, let's take a flyer on him and, and see that they uh, they both missed the cut. Who do, who do you have missed the cut? So I'm picking Ricky Fowler. Really? To miss the cut. I okay. am, yeah. So I know he has four um four top tens in his last five starts. So I, I get that. But ever since his um finish in twenty fourteen, he had top fives in all five in, in all four majors, excuse me. And only a few of uh, only a handful have done that. But ever since then he's gone T thirty and T forty six. And I, I don't know, I I just think there's something about Link's golf for him that he it's just not clicking with him right now. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Ricky. Unfortunately. All right. Well, we'll see how that that turns. You you yeah. picked him to miss the cut at the U.S. Open too, right? I did, and that worked out <laughs> real well for me, didn't it? So may, maybe he'll win this week then. And just <laughs> keep on picking well, him to miss the cut because I think his accountant like likes it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously he must listen listen to our podcast because. <laughs> Every time I pick him to miss the cut, he plays really well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. One of these days, he's going to miss the cut. So, Yeah, so yeah. Maybe, maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's all the time we have left on the postcast this week. Please follow us on our social media feeds, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search Global Golf Pulse and you'll be able to find us. Until next time, for Sean and I, hit him straight. See you later.